Hey guys, I'm JC. And I'm Seven. And you're listening to the CGC Podcast, where we cover our favorite comics, games, and cinema. So strap in and get your nerd on. Thanks for listening. Hi everyone, just a quick disclaimer about this upcoming episode that you're about to hear. We both watched the movie, and we both had two different standpoints on the movie. JC really liked it, I wasn't that crazy about it, and that's really the most that we talk about during this episode. We've talked about what to do in the future about something like this, so you just don't hear an hour of us rambling or debating what's good, what's not. We've taken this entire episode into consideration, and we've decided that next time something like this occurs, we will have much more in store planned. So bear with us this episode and try to enjoy it. Thank you. What's up, man? Hey, buddy. How's your week been? It's been all right. Um, Had my last day at work not too long ago, or actually yesterday. Oh, okay. And uh, getting ready to move back to move back to school. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Well, good deal. All right, man. I, I, um, I'm still working my way through the Marvel movies. I have made it up to Black Panther. We rewatched uh, Civil War, then Black Widow, which we uh, watched again, and then Spider-Man. And uh, now we're on Black Panther. We're about halfway through it, but we've been working all weekend, so we haven't quite made it through yet. You're trailing through it. Yeah, man, it it helps. We watch like two or three movies a night, and uh, we're we are nearly done. We've got like, God, like maybe five or six movies left, and then it's it's over. And then we move on to the series. Like the Lo- we're going to rewatch Loki, WandaVision, and uh, Falcon Winter Soldier too. Nice, nice. Have you not already seen those? Or you just no? We have. Yeah, we, we we're so what we're doing is we're uh, we're indulging in the lore slut lifestyle and uh watching all of it again just to like take in all the the whole like universe how everything interconnects and everything so um we started at the very beginning to chronologically which would be captain america and now we're gonna get all the way through we even watched the agent carter series which i didn't think was necessary and i was correct um but yeah. we watched it anyway i never watched uh that one or like the agents of shield or anything i managed to talk savannah out of doing agents of shield because i didn't care anything about it i really didn't i know they had, i know they have ghost rider in it for a while but um all the regular agents bore the shit out of me i could care less yeah so yeah um but anyway so you want to go ahead and get started into this week's episode yeah, uh, the Evil Dead. The Evil Dead. It's my favorite horror movie. Um, it was made back in 1981. It is an oldie, and uh, I'm sure you can probably tell that from from watching it that it was it was a pretty old movie. It was actually yeah. filmed. Um, it was on a shoestring budget back in the day, Sam Raimi and his buddy from like, I can't remember if they were old high school or college buddies, but, um, his old buddy, Bruce Campbell, uh, came in to be the star. And it was, I think, I want to say it's Sam Raimi's first credited directing role and it's Bruce Campbell's first credited acting role in like a feature length film. Yeah. It, uh, it, it showed that the budget was, yeah. uh, you know, not substantial, but I mean, for, I, I don't know what the, uh, what's, what's the word, the budget was, but I mean, I feel like they, they, they did a lot. Um, there was a lot of things that I feel like were executed well, but overall I, I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan. Yeah, no, I'm, and I wouldn't say the reason it's my favorite horror movie is because it is the first entry in a whole um three movies a remake and a tv series that i've like thoroughly enjoyed um i would say the first movie was it's it's you know stepping off point and it it just kind of gets better from there um they made the second movie which was um evil dead 2 uh dead by dawn was uh it was like in 1987 so they they took six years to film the, the second film 
Wow. Um, and I mean, it, it showed that they had a little bit more of a budget. They had a little bit more experience in acting and directing at that point. And it was, it was a lot better in my opinion. I, uh, I don't know if I'm going to give the second one a shot unless it becomes an episode or something. Um, I just, I mean, it, it left off on a cliffhanger. So there's obviously, you know, room to do whatever the hell, you know, they want with mm-hmm. it. Um, I, I mean, I remember seeing trailers for the, what is it? The TV show, the, is it Ash versus Evil Dead? That's right. Yeah. I remember seeing all the trailers for that, like maybe a year or two ago, whenever it decided to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if I was to, place my faith in the entire franchise by watching this first movie i i wasn't all that impressed yeah which i mean i don't know if i'm gonna get backlash for that because i mean uh, i was reading all these reviews and like the the ratings were great and it's like a cult classic it's mm-hmm. you know it's well established but i just dude it, it wasn't for me i reckon yeah no and i understand um I know for uh, you aren't particularly big on like the horror genre to begin with so I, I, I don't know. I kind of expected you to not like it as much. Not only is it going to really show its age, but it's also like one of your least favorite genres. I, I kind of, I don't know. I, I wasn't sure if you were going to like it or not. Or, or not. I, I figured, I know you like Sam Raimi because he, I don't know what all, I know I like him because he did the uh, Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah, that's the but, only um, movies I think I know, you know, by him. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if you were just going to appreciate it for the um, for the fact that it was his debut as a director, or if it was you know if it was not going to be big on on your side anyway. But um, I did want to cover it just because it, like I said, it's it's the big core movie that I'm a huge fan of. Not it's not even that I'm a huge fan of the first movie specifically. It's just that I love the series so much. Um, like I said, the second one is, I would say, much better. Um, they ended the first one on a cliffhanger because they expected to not make a second one. I, I think they made it on, like like I said, like a shoestring budget, and it was more of like a, a fun project than anything else, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Because okay. um, I remember an interview where Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell were like, yeah, we knew we made it when we actually saw Evil Dead in a theater in like our hometown um which was i mean i mean i assume was absolutely huge for them but um i'm sure they also showed the spider-man trilogy in that same theater so sam raimi and and you know god knows bruce campbell had plenty of credits to his acting career so i mean it only went up from there but yeah um yeah no to make this film out of like just to have fun or, or whatever, and then it turned into a huge occult classic, two more sequels, a remake in the early 2000s, I want to say, and then a whole TV show, like, years upon years later. It's, I mean, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good run, I gotta say. Yeah, I mean, I, there's definitely stuff there to appreciate, like, I, I did like a lot of the, uh, a lot of the camera angles certain shots uh, there was one that stuck out where it's like he he closed the door and he then he turned around and it just zoomed in on his face and the lighting was well done the camera was like tilted so it was like kind of diagonal gives mm-hmm. you this sense of like uh, uh what's the word like discomfort like anxiety mm-hmm. and yeah and th- this is gonna it, bug this is gonna bug me i do have to ask you are you saying cult classic or an occult classic i'm saying occult classic okay that is that is not correct it's not no it's cult well either way um it's it's no wonder that it it took off because like so like i was i was trying to say um they ended it on a cliffhanger not expecting there to be a second movie and then it grew so much and it it got so much traction and gained so much popularity they were like oh shit we got to make a sequel. And they spent like, I want to say the first 20 ish minutes of the sequel, almost completely redoing the first movie. Like they reshow Ash and his friends showing up at the cabin. They reshow um, everybody getting killed in like various ways. 
And then they start like they start changing little bits and pieces everywhere to like iron out the kinks from the first movie because a lot of the times, and I'm sure you noticed this, there was a couple of times in the first movie where shit did not make a lick of sense. Dude, none of it made sense. Right. None like, like the fact that um, <clears throat> Linda just gets poked in the in the ankle with a pencil and turns into a demon, but Ash gets his ass thrown through the fucking ringer and is never turned. Yeah. Like that didn't that didn't make a bit of sense to me. But um, like I said, they they redo it in the first or in the first like twenty minutes of the second movie, because they were like, here's some things that we weren't super, you know, big on. It wasn't like, um, you know, it didn't quite make sense. So let's iron out the kinks here, and then we'll jump into the second movie. Right. So I mean, they tried to they tried to recover the fumbled ball, but um like i said it's it's just it's it's a really good movie i i like the first one i think it shows its age it's got its faults but it was a damn good stepping off point for an excellent string of um follow-up movies um i will say that the follow-up movies did try and like delve more into the campy side of horror you know more your um your later Friday the 13th or Halloween movies where shit gets kind of campy here and there. Yeah. But, um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, it's, it's my favorite series. It's my favorite actor. Bruce Campbell is one of my favorites. He's, he's super funny, super cool guy. Um, one of my favorite genres. I love horror movies and I already, I always have. And it's, it's, I don't know. It just tickles. It tickles me. It's, it's, the one horror movie series that I can come back to every once in a while and appreciate every time. Yeah. Um, I think as, as I've mentioned before, it was made on like a very poor budget. And I, I think the reason that I appreciate the first one so much is because it was made off of such a, a, a small budget and still was so popular, you know? Yeah. But, uh, any so you said that the um the scene where he like shuts the door and turns around and it zooms in on his face was like one of your one of the better scenes in the movie. That was like the only thing out of the hour and a half that really got my attention. And I mean, I I'm not tr like gonna even try to go about like trying to slander this film or you know any kind of um direction they were wanting to go with this because I. I want to make movies. I have never made a movie. I, I understand it's difficult work. And if I were to produce something of this caliber, I'd probably be very proud of it. Um, yeah. That being said, um, there's plenty of people who absolutely love it. And then there's, you know, me. And <laughs> yeah. I'm probably not alone on it, but it's just like, dude, it, I found it to be very predictable. Mm -hmm. um, nothing really. The only thing that like, it being a horror movie you know they're aiming to you know make your skin crawl mm -hmm. um the only thing that got me was that scene where uh i don't even remember her name dude but she's like i mean i'm I, there's no way to go about it she was getting raped by, those by trees. the tree yeah yeah like i was, was very odd and out there and i uh that and then that one shot we talked about were the only things that really stood out to me um yeah but it that was that was out there man i i can't say i would have done that in a movie but yeah that was that character was cheryl it was um ash the main character's sister and um sam i, I watched an interview where sam Raimi was like yeah and uh, i i made this movie when i was in my early 20s i was looking for a shock factor and I thought I had found it, but I do like he he was like, I, I regret filming that scene going looking back on it. And um that? yeah, I I'm pretty sure that in interviews he's gone back and been like, Yeah, that was not my best scene. I would I would say that was uh, that he regrets um having filmed that scene. You know, the actress didn't even know that was the scene she was filming. I don't understand. The actress had no idea that that's the direction they were taking that. Um, she thought she just got tied up by a bunch of vines and shit and like was being yelled at by the voice in the woods and you know, shit like that, like psychological shit. 
um she didn't know that it was filmed as a rape scene until she saw it on screen and was like oh shit he just did that yeah so i mean and apparently she was pretty steamed about that for for a while um but uh, i don't know i don't know if their relationship with that actress is better now i I assume it was because i think she made it like a cameo appearance in um ash versus evil dead that tv show yeah it just i mean it all seemed uh i don't know man like which back then you know you could film whatever and more than likely it hasn't been done before Mm. um you know that's that i mean that what 30 years ago yeah 81 yeah Yeah. so i mean like there's been you know thousands of movies that have come out since then oh yeah Um, but it just it felt like um dude i don't don't even think i know what i'm trying to say i just (laughs) like i i went into it you know i started it up and i was thinking like okay this is going to be you know, it's going to be great. You know, it, it's been hyped up to me, you know, by you. It's, you know, I, I've always heard of the Evil Dead. Um, my old roommate, um, his girlfriend was like super into like, um, I don't know, like the grungy, uh, like scary horror shit. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say goth because she was actually a very pleasant person. Um, <laughs> but like her her favorite movie ever was like nightmare before christmas and so she would always talk about uh you know movies that i need to watch and it was all like you know these uh gory gritty horror films and i I do remember evil dead being mentioned by her but i just i'm not big on horror films i i didn't even start to even attempt to get into them until uh pretty recently like within the last year Mm. um, faith is really big on horror movies and i remember you know she's been trying to put me on and it's like they really don't bother me as much anymore right Um, but i you know i went in you know expecting this to be great and then within the first like 10 minutes i was like oh okay this is i hope this gets better yeah no, like I like I said, I wasn't sure if you were gonna like it or not. Um, I I hate to do it to you, but I, I feel like at some point I we have got to cover. I'm not gonna do it for a while, but at some point we need to cover two. And if you don't like two, then we'll we'll call it there because I think two is where it kind of started to take an upswing. Um, well, it's like this isn't the Bruce Campbell that you know I had had I guess the imagery of. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I, when I think of Bruce Campbell, I think of, like, some pictures I've seen where he's, like, in this, uh, like, I, I don't know, like, almost Rambo state. And he's got, like, the, the chainsaw and the bandana and, like, uh, those, what, what do you call them? Those, like, belts that go across your chest that hold ammo. Bandolier. Yeah, those. Like, I, I, I don't know if I'm tripping, but I feel like I've seen that kind of Bruce Campbell that is literally you've described the poster for the second evil dead movie where he has it's where he has a chainsaw for a hand and he's carrying the double-barreled shotgun uh maybe let me let me look that up yeah Um, no he's he's tattered to shit he's in his classic like blue button-down shirt and brown pants yeah i'm I'm seeing it now yeah Mm -hmm. and he's Um, got the uh double-barreled shotgun in his right hand and the chainsaw for a left hand yeah i mean but like it the majority of this movie man i just i felt like he was whiny he was like it, it, i was expecting you know badass hard ass you know ash to really you know take charge yeah but he, he was not that in this film in no. this film he he sam raimi was not trying to go for big slasher like ass kicking uh joke dropping ash williams he was going for a tr- like a real like summer camp horror flick where everybody's gonna die and you don't know who to expect to be the last one standing and ash was not a hero he was just the last man standing that's all he was um he did a pretty good job fighting back the best he could towards the end of that movie 
but um like he was he was not the badass he was just one of the kids that was in the cabin yeah um and the only reason he was the last one standing and not you know the the classic final girl in every horror movie is because bruce campbell was literally um sam raimi's good buddy and he wanted him as the star of his movie so he was like no we can't kill him like yeah um but no the second movie i'm telling you i i really really think that if we ever decide to cover the second movie you'll like the second movie more um the first one is a little tough to get through i always want to watch it because it's i mean it's the first one right they almost completely redo it in the second one though they do make uh the bruce ash uh a lot tougher and a lot you know uh a lot more of that rambo style that you're you're thinking of okay. in the second one um like i said we're not going to cover that for a while we've already got a few picks for the next few weeks but um i, I think at some point we're just going to have to do it I, I and if you if we come on the podcast and you're like nah man i just it wasn't for me it still was not for me i didn't like it then i won't i won't bring up evil dead in anymore um because i think that's really where the it starts to shine through how good that series is well i mean if it's if it's something that gets better i'd be open to trying it but Mm. i just like i don't know which i mean what you're saying makes sense you know because especially if they made this not expecting to um you know make a a franchise or a you know series of this Mm -hmm. um but yeah like they set up some minor lore stuff they talked about the the uh, kandarian dagger which is the weapon that he used a couple of times that um later on becomes like an instant kill for these things they're they're demons in this first one but they're called deadites later and that's what their their term is for the villains in the future movies is they're the deadites and um it's an instant kill later but for some reason in this movie they just made them spit milk yeah that was odd just like white liquid is what would happen if you stabbed them with that and you would it would kind of imply that it would kill them but they'd always come back they'd be fine never never stayed down and i was just like okay so what's the point of this special magic dagger in the first one if it doesn't like put them down for good it literally just it hurts them i guess but that's about that's about it there was there was a couple of things in the first movie that just it it was like i none of this makes any sense i'm just here to watch the first movie because i appreciate what they did on the with what they had and to move on to the second movie that's what i'm here for yeah it says the budget was somewhere between 350 and 375 thousand dollars yeah thousand not not like today where it's like 300 million is a good marvel movie nah three hundred thousand dollars is all they have i mean which i i don't know how much these guys got paid for this movie but i feel like with that much i i mean because that that's a lot of money three hundred fifty thousand dollars oh yeah i mean i don't know i maybe it all went towards makeup or milk i mean i i don't know (laughs) but you know it this seems like something that maybe you could have made you know on on the weekend with your buddies yeah and i I think a lot of the budget actually went to the set that cabin in the woods I, i don't know if they had to build that cabin or if it was a set that they had already I know for a fact that the cabin they got did not have a basement and they actually had to physically dig a basement, like a hole in the ground under the cabin um, for the basement stuff. So I, I'm sure that a good rent a cabin with a basement. I don't know, man. I think they were looking for a small creepy cabin and the best and cheapest one they found was that one, but it had no basement. So they were like, eh, fuck it. We'll dig one. Well, I mean, that's one way to go about it. Yeah, I guess. But um, no, I mean, like they they worked with what they had. They did their best. And I, I think despite the fact that it shows its age and that, you know, some shit didn't make total sense, I think they did a really good job. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it wasn't 
I didn't think it was terrible. I just, I, I was very, I expected more, I guess. Yeah. No, and, I, and like I said, I, I get that. I, I wasn't like fully sure how it was going to go for you. Um, but, you know, now, like I said, now that we've watched this one, I hope to cover the second one in a future episode. Um, yeah, they, these kids are dumb. These, these kids are super, super dumb. I, I, I watched it with Savannah, and I think that would have helped out a lot, too, if you had watched it with somebody else. Because I spent most of the time being like, why the fuck is Cheryl going to walk out of the cabin? Like, who the hell hears join us outside and goes, you know what? I will. I like the sound of that. Let's, let's get it. And then goes walking, traipsing through the woods like nothing's going to fucking happen. I mean, aside from, you know, I use this term loosely, uh, mediocre acting. Um, it it just, it, I don't know, it didn't, well, I mean, you've said it. it. It felt like, you know, these people were just doing the things they were doing because the plot needed them to. Like, a lot mm-hmm. of the things they did didn't have the drive or direction that you, which, I mean, I've... I'm taking a screenwriting class this upcoming semester and I've been speaking with the professor and um, cause you know, I'm, I'm going to have to write one by the end. Mm-hmm. And I asked him for any like tips, tricks, whatever. And he just says that everything needs to have a purpose. So like, right. if, you know, person a doesn't have a reason to go outside, then, you know, they shouldn't. And that's always been my problem with horror movies is that people make the dumbest decisions. Yeah. And in no world would a woman hear some shit outside and go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're going to investigate that shit all by my damn self. I'm not getting anybody else involved. I'm just I'm just heading out. Uh Bring it down, AC. You got it, buddy. I think, uh, yeah, Savannah's coming in. So that's why Ace is barking. But um, yeah, no, the as far as the mediocre acting, um, these you got to remember all these kids this is this is their first time doing this and they're just doing their best i remember yeah. there was a couple of times the the character for ash's girlfriend linda she had the funniest lines to me not because they were actually like written to be funny but because her delivery of them was hilarious yeah i mean you you could see that there was effort being made mm. um you know just to you know deliver those lines but I mean, as as somebody who wants to make movies, I, I I do try to watch a little bit of everything just so I can you know have my bases covered. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. Not I'm not saying I'm I'm not at all saying I could do a better job. I'm just saying that it really wasn't my uh, my cup of tea, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and I get it. Like I said, it. I completely understand why this wouldn't be like one that you would enjoy on their first watching. Um, I, I think that sometimes it, for some movies, it takes watching it more than once to really appreciate the the smaller things in it. Yeah. Like, yeah, the acting was a little amateurish, but they were all amateurs. So yeah. you just have to like, you have to take that and be like, well, that's a funny way to say that line and just kind of roll with it. You know, you have fun with it. Um I, I thought Scotty's character was, I, I don't know, man. He just seemed like he had the worst intentions from the second he showed up on screen. Yeah, he was a dick the entire time. The whole time. The whole time. And then at the end, he wants to go out like a hero. Like, I'm going to go out. I'm going to, I'm getting out of here, man. I'm, I'm going to walk it back. Um, but like, up until that point, it was like, Oh, sick! A basement. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go down there, or like, and just hide and wait for somebody to show up and be like, "Oh, I got you," or, yeah. "Oh man, look at this demon shit sitting on this table. Let's take it up and creep the girls out." Am I right? You know, I don't know. He was just he was a trip from the second he got on screen. He was just like, "I'm gonna fuck these kids' life up." <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I tried to. You know, I got through it, but a majority of the time I was looking for things to laugh for, you know, or, mm. or laugh at because it was just like, oh, man, it it just 
it, it was kind of kind of tough to get through. Um, you know, after that first scene with uh, uh I don't I don't even remember her name. Uh, with the, with the trees, Cheryl. Cheryl. Um, but like after that, dude, I was like, okay, this is not gonna be enjoyable. I need to find something enjoyable, you know, so I'm not miserable. But it's mm-hmm. like I, I I really couldn't even find humor in the things that I thought were bad. Yeah. No, like I said, I think it takes watching it with like a group. Um, me and Savannah sat down and watched this. And Savannah hates scary movies. She's terrified of uh anything that's mildly loud. And uh <laughs> and um me and her watched this and she was like, Yeah, I can watch this. This is um very old and very obviously not realistic. So I can sit here and watch this and not be like miserable because yeah. she 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 can't stand scary shit. So we spent most of the time like you know cracking up at the shit scotty was doing at any given moment or laughing at linda's line deliveries or um cheryl deciding to just go do whatever she wants and do dumb shit like we we found things to laugh like the little things to laugh about and i don't know i that's that's partly why i like it i think it's a good it's it's a weird I don't know. It's in a weird gray area between a good and bad movie. Like it's not like Sharknado where it's so bad. It's good. Cause you can sit there and laugh at it, but it's also not like, I don't know. I, I have a hard time describing it. Like it just shows its age and you, you know, I, there's little things to find funny for me. Yeah. Um, I thought that it was really weird or not weird. I thought it was kind of interesting that like, for most of the movie starting out, um, it took a while for anybody to actually like get injured or die or anything. Yeah. But then like as soon as Cheryl got like turned, it was a crapshoot. Like everybody started dropping. I literally have notes here that says uh like Cheryl's Cheryl a demon. Oh, Linda got stabbed, Shelly a demon, Shelly dead, Linda a demon. Linda did. Scotty fucked up. Like it just, it just went back to back. Like as soon as shit started hitting the fan, it was hitting the fan and it would not stop. Yeah, I mean, it once it got going, it it didn't stop. But like, I found a lot of like the the intro with the car and the truck, um, and the whole like steering wheel thing. I couldn't piece that together. Um, the bridge had me thinking that the bridge was gonna play a bigger part in the movie. Uh, but it, it, it didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, the, there was a lot of setup that I feel like wasn't executed, you know, correctly or properly. Right. Um, so as far as the steering wheel goes, like literally at the start of the movie, that camera that's just like moving through the woods at any given time is supposed to be like a demon. Not not like a physical demon, but like a force that's trying to kill those kids off the bat, right? Um, when Scotty was talking about how the wheel wouldn't turn back and he almost slammed it into that truck, that was like, it's trying to let you know off the bat that like literally the second these kids get into the mountains, shit is already trying to kill them. Yeah. Um, when they're going across the bridge and one of the like panks breaks out from underneath it and the tire gets caught, like it was trying to take them down. They, they it was trying to kill them um i i remember i watched a video where somebody kind of reviewed this and they they t- they took a lot more meaning out of things that i really don't think were so much like you take meaning out of but it was just poor production value stuff yeah but but like when it's the camera up high following the car up to the cabin and all the branches and shit are like like catching on the camera and dragging across it and everything Mm -hmm. he was like it just shows that the forest like is trying to get its claws on you and not let you go okay and it's like it's really trying to give you that sense that you know the bridge tried to kill him um the steering wheel got locked up and tried to kill him like um and now the the trees and limbs and vines and everything are like snatching on the camera to show you that like the, the the forest is trying to grab you and drag you in yeah um and even even later on 
when um, Ash is trying to take Cheryl back into town and you see the bridge like completely mangled, it looks almost like a hand, like a claw coming up and like oh, towards okay. that car to kind of show that like it's not going to let him leave. They're already in his clutches. Yeah. So like yeah there's a lot of things you could take deeper meaning on and i kind of agree with with some of that stuff but i also kind of think that you know when you have a camera that moves through a wooded area that you haven't cleared away because you don't have the budget for that shit shit's gonna catch on that camera (laughs) um i mean another big thing is like at the end you talked about the that cliffhanger that camera that was like watching a leaf like i i laughed at that i was like oh the demon just got distracted on that leaf guys it's time to get back to work yeah um but it like lifted up and then started running through the the forest and through the house like all the way through the house and then into uh, ash that is literally just sam raimi holding a camera and running through the woods as fast as he possibly can that was what that shot was Mm -hmm. there was there was no like production of that, like production value whatsoever. The most expensive thing was the camera he was running with. Like he had no equipment to steady it, no equipment to like make sure he didn't trip over and break the thing, like nothing. He just had to hope to God that he could run through the woods yeah. without tripping over something and smashing that camera. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just no one i and i think a lot of it is like i had such an obsession with this series that i like started looking up things like like, you know interviews and you know all that shit from back in the day and hearing the stories of behind the scenes like um like when cheryl was trying to run away from the the vines and stuff that she tripped and like slammed into that branch and like caught herself you remember that yeah that was not scripted she actually just tripped and like almost smacked her face on that tree and then just like grabbed it and used it to get up and rolled with it like she just kept trying to run i got you so i mean i don't know just hearing about all the stuff that was going on behind the scenes and the other interpretations of like you know the 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 um i'm trying to think of the words like the metaphors for things in the movie was it was really interesting to me and I, and I think it's all just, it stems back from like my uh, deep appreciation for the series as a whole. Yeah. I mean, if the rest of the series is worth checking out, then, you know, I more than likely we'll come around to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, we, we're definitely going to do the second one at some point. It's going to be a while from now because we're trying to finally branch into actual video games and comics as our or uh podcast suggests but at some point i do want to circle back to evil dead okay um i don't know man i just i kind of i don't know i kind of hope that you would enjoy it um more than you you did was this your first time you said this was your first time watching it it was my first time ever checking this movie out Uh, i really i hate that you didn't like it I mean, it, it, uh, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, uh, what's the word, like backpedal and say I did, because I, 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 I didn't, I, I really didn't like it, um, <laughs> yeah. but it just, you know, I, I think I went into the mindset that this was going to be really, really good. Right. And then when it wasn't, you know, I was kind of let down. Yeah. And so, I mean, like it, it's something that, you know, I can appreciate for especially, uh how old it is mm-hmm. and you know them being on a budget them being like you know making their first real movie like that's cool um you know i definitely appreciate it i just it's... making your first movie a horror movie is <sighs> suicide most of the time mm-hmm. uh just because the the market's so flooded you know all the tropes have already been done um but you know back then that wasn't the case Um, right and not not to say that he got lucky but you know if if this movie didn't have the reputation it has and if you know they didn't make a second one if sam raimi and bruce campbell didn't pop off 
Um, if for any reason this wasn't a cult classic, this probably would have been some forgettable movie that I would never speak of again. Mm. Yeah, and and you know I understand. Um, I think that part of it was that you kind of came into it with a little bit of the of, uh, of the wrong mindset. I hate to use that phrase, but that's that's really yeah. the only thing I can think is that. Um, and it, it's understandable that you did with with over 30 years of hype for this movie like you were gonna get excited yeah and i i just feel like i sh- i feel bad now because i feel like i should have warned you ahead of time hey um this movie is gonna do two things it's gonna show that it was on a budget and it was gonna show its age so don't go in expecting you know um a marvel movie like it's not it's not a masterpiece but it's it's pretty good for its time well no because whenever whenever you said evil dead I, you know, went online to find it, and then I saw, you know, the one we watched, and I saw, like, a, I guess, a remake uh, in, like, 2013. Mm, okay. And um, I, I knew that you had clarified it was the older one, so it being something from the 80s, you know, I, I expected it to be, you know, not to the, I guess, caliber that most movies that I know are. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's older i think like one of the oldest movies i've ever seen was um god what was it called i had to watch it for a class it was like a, it wasn't the bad batch i don't think um it was some old 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 wartime movie that i had to watch and it was it was pretty cool um mm-hmm. but like that movie was made in like the 60s i think mm-hmm. um but i mean it all in all i i didn't hate it I just, you know, I, I went in expecting, you know, to be not not blown away, but, you know, to watch a movie, you know, a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like I said, I get it. Um, what – a real question. What do you think they use for the demons melting at the end? Because it looked like just like grits coming out of that guy's sleeve yeah it looked like um i don't know it, it seemed like it was almost like claymation because oh yeah it was like, it was you could see how everything was like not choppy but it, it looked like claymation that's the only thing i could really think of oh yeah um but i mean i i, I don't know dude um it i don't know man my my thoughts are kind of all scattered um because you know i i don't know (laughs) um yeah it was it was claymation it it had to have been it was it was 100 percent um what i mean to say is like so in in that scene where he like tosses the necronomicon into the fire and it burns the book and everybody starts like melting and shit yeah the like the bits of flesh and shit falling off of the skeleton was clay and like all that all that was claymation they used stop motion for a couple of scenes in the movie because it was just the the best way to go about it in the time and um like i I was just wondering because like there's a scene where you're kind of like watching uh scott's sleeve and like there's this weird i know it's like a yellowish white substance it it looks like grits or maybe corn like cream corn or some shit um but it's it just comes out of his sleeve and i'm like what is that supposed to be sam what is that i have no idea there was multiple times where multiple people or multiple demons were like excreting like (laughs) yeah sort of fluid and it just it, none of it really made sense to me none of it was like oh that's really cool like that was well yeah. done yeah i start to i get like the first demon down and i'm starting to think that these things are made of breakfast because they're spitting milk and scott has grits coming out of his sleeve yeah it you know it's just like all together i just thought it was really weird <laughs> yeah like just no. very very weird um you know it, it's not something that i would you know recommend to a- anyone <laughs> okay i see but, i mean it, it's definitely that like it, it's there something for this movie 
has people loving it. Like, it, obviously, it has a reputation. I'm not going to be the guy that says it's a bad movie because mm-hmm. it's, it's obviously not because it it did something right to get this massive following that it has. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, it, it, it's not for me. That's, yeah. that's really just to sum it all up. It, it, it wasn't for me. Yeah. No, I think, I think what got people's attention back in the day was like, so for, for 1981, the stop motion was really good and the gore was not bad. I mean, they, they used a lot of, like one interesting shot for me was when the light bulb started to fill up with blood. Yeah. And like the whole, I mean, obviously the whole basement's filling with blood. You got it coming out of the walls. You got it pouring out of the um, electric sockets. You got it filling up the light bulb, making the room like this reddish tint. Yeah. Or even like when they had the old film camera that was like playing, or not even, it wasn't a camera, it was a projector. Yeah. Um, that just played a white screen and then like blood started to fill up the lens. So it just looked like it was like the wall was bleeding even more like, yeah. Um, like all that stuff was interesting back in 1981. Now, granted we're coming from a generation where literally whatever you want to put on a screen through special effects, CGI, or some sort of technology, you can make it look pretty damned real. Yeah. Like, you can do a lot with the technology we have today. Back then, you had to be a little bit more creative. So, I mean, back then, this probably scared the shit out of some people. Like, this this had people in the 1980s, like, freaking out a little bit. Yeah. Um, and that's probably where the, the initial, like, spark of interest came in. But um, I, I don't know, man. I, I can't. I can't nail down a definitive reason as to why this movie would have become such a classic back, back in the day, other than like the effects and everything must've been a lot more impressive. It had to have been just because it was so far out there, Mm -hmm. you know, cause I, it's, this movie's 30 years old and I have never seen anything like this. So, I mean, I, I can imagine that, you know, back then it was like this, you know, this giant thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it. I don't know. I mean, I I keep going in circles just because I really don't have a lot to say about it. But I mean, it something about this movie is great. I yeah. just have no fucking clue what it is. <laughs> yeah, I think the, you know I would say this probably this movie probably left a lot of people feeling like that back in the 1980s for sure. Yeah. Um, I would say. Uh, if I had been around for the eighties, I, I would, I, I can't say that I would have any idea of what the hell just happened after leaving that theater. Um, Cause I mean, like I said, there was, there was a lot of things in going in a lot of different directions Yeah. Um, that, you know, just kind of, I don't know. It just, it made things a little odd. Um, but I mean, again, like I said, um, this was a movie that they thought was never going to get a sequel. They thought, uh, it'll be a, it'll be a fun little like passion project for us, and apparently somebody just saw something incredible in it, and you know got it into theaters and people flocked to it. Yeah, um, I think it's almost more interesting to look at it as a case study of like what people flocked to in that day. You know, like yeah. what what part of this movie in particular sparked the interest of so many people back in 1981 that it got two sequels a remake in the early 2000s and a whole tv show like recently yeah how, how old is the tv show um god man i can't i couldn't tell you it, it came out only a couple years ago i want to say of course time is relative so yesterday for me could have been two years ago for somebody else um i'm trying to look it up now but of course my computer moves at the pace of uh a herd of old people good god why why do you do this to me okay here we go slow i can just look it up (laughs) probably probably would be best here we go ash versus evil dead actually let's see 
see how we do. Your your computer is going to beat me if you're if you're also looking this up at the same time. Fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Are you serious? That's the year I graduated. Good lord. Yeah, uh, fifteen to eighteen. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I had. Why does he have a robot hand? Oh, because I mean, he's in the normal world now. He's not just in the middle of the woods in a cabin. So he has to take the chainsaw hand off every once in a while to like. Or I mean, obviously it's because Bruce Campbell isn't actually an amputee, and he wants to be able to use both of his hands in some scenes. So they gave him a fake robot hand. I don't understand why he has a chainsaw hand to begin with. Um, because back in the day, it was a trope. Um, they had to give um ash a gimmicky thing to like grab people's attention and in the second movie um without i'm, I'm gonna try and not spoil it too much for you if, if you ever do decide to watch this just out of curiosity um his hand starts to get infected with like the deadite virus i guess i don't know it started he started to turn into a deadite and it was it was localized in his hand so before it could spread to his brain or spread up he chopped the hand off um, and then decided, well, I can't just have a nub end and fight demons. So their weakness is dismemberment. I'm going to put a chainsaw on it. And then he just, then he just had a chainsaw for a hand. And it's been his look ever since. He carries a double-barreled shotgun, uh, specifically a sawed-off double-barreled shotgun and a um, chainsaw for a hand. And that's how he kicks dead-eyed ass. I mean, like I said, in the second movie, he is a lot more of the Rambo character you're thinking of, where he just kicks ass and take names. And even more so in um, Army of Darkness, which is the third movie, where he goes through a time warp and ends up in the Middle Ages, where uh, uh, they actually wanted to call the movie uh, Medieval Dead, which is very clever, and I wish they had done it, but the TV execs, or the movie execs, uh, didn't like it, so they changed it. Oh. I know, man, bummer. Um, but yeah, so he goes back in time and he, he does nothing but kick ass the whole time. He has a couple of slapsticky humor moments, um, a couple of fights that are pretty good uh, with mixes of like humor and stuff involved. Um, there, I, I, I cannot stress enough that the second and third movies are a lot more interesting than the first one. Um, you can really start to see Sam Raimi's directing chops and Bruce Campbell's like comedic genius come through in the second and third movies. That's where you really start to see it shine. I mean, the second one might be worth checking out. I don't know. As of right now, I'm I'm very turned off on the <laughs> on the franchise. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, no, and I and I don't blame you. I mean, everybody's gonna have their own opinions. Um, I can't help that you're wrong, but. Uh, <laughs> no but seriously like i understand not everybody is going to look at this and and think it's you know the most amazing series especially people that aren't big on horror are not going to look at it and be super into it yeah um i actually was a big big honk and crybaby up until like high school when um i think i the first horror movie i saw was like it was like Friday the 13th, but it was like the third one where Jason finally shows up as the actual um, killer. Or maybe maybe it was the second one. I, I can't remember now off the top of my head. But it was the first. This. I have no idea. Uh, well, it was the one where Jason shows up and he's like, he's got a, um, like a burlap sack as a mask. He didn't even have a hockey mask yet. And I watched that and I thought it was awesome. Not because like it was inventive or you know original or anything like that it was it was not original but it was gory um i thought that the the work and the, like the the special effects and everything that went into the horror genre and to making the gore look somewhat believable was very interesting to me yeah um maybe that's just my morbid personality but here we are. Um, but I, I've, I've had an appreciation for the horror genre ever since. And 
uh, Evil Dead is definitely one that leans very heavily on the gore factor. Yeah, Um, I got that. (laughs) Yeah, the first one especially was was pretty pretty heavy on it, but um, they're all like that. Not not quite to that extent as far as like obviously the production and um, special effects in later movies look a lot better but they're all super gory and that's kind of where the draw comes from is like the gory slapstick humor and bruce campbell i think is is what drew people in after the first one i got you um so you're going to film school or you're you're you want to become a director someday yeah what would you change uh shit the script um <laughs> probably what? most of the uh most most of the production like I, I mean i don't know man i as much as like i i, I don't know i because I, I wouldn't know where to begin because yeah. i i mean i don't see myself ever really delving into the horror genre at all but it's like i i have no idea where they even wanted like the direction of this to go yeah um i i just i i didn't i thought the the writing wasn't all that for me Mm -hmm. i thought that um you know we've already discussed the acting and all that but i don't know man that's that's a tricky question because I'm not, you know, I'm sitting here harping on this movie, but I have no idea if I could do any better. You know what? Yeah, that's that might not have been a fair question, especially since you don't really have too much of an interest in the horror genre to begin with, and you don't plan on ever going into the horror genre once you, once you like start your film career. So, granted, that's probably not a very fair question. <laughs> um. I don't know. I'm just trying to get you more involved in this. You just, I know you didn't really like the movie much. I mean, I gave it a shot, you know, um, I'm sure there's going to come topics across our table that I enjoy much, much more than you do. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I don't know, man. I, I mean, like I said, I was expecting one thing and then I got something completely different. Right. Um, I, I think my main complaint with it was, you know, writing, acting, whatever aside, I, I had this, which, you know, I've already spoken on this, but I had this image of, you know, Ash and Bruce Campbell in my head. And then, you know, I expected, you know, this uh, zombie, whatever demon killer guy mm-hmm. to be like a hard ass and a badass, but he just whined for the majority of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a kid. He didn't know what the hell he was doing. Um, I say, okay, so I mean, Bruce Campbell at that point was a kid who didn't really know what the hell he was doing. Right. Um, so it's not like... He just had to go in the direction that Sam wanted him to, mm-hmm. um, which at the time, like I mentioned, is just, you know, you're a scared teen. And he's like, I am a scared teen. And that's, I mean, that was it. Um Later on, I think they really got their stride with the with the Ash character when they made him more of like the badass type. But um, for this movie, yeah, no, he he was not the badass. He was just just a scared teen. Yeah. That's all it was. Um, what did you think about the necklace that Ash gave Linda? I mean, I thought it was a necklace. <laughs> okay, um, fair. It, I don't know. It was. It it definitely had more significance to me towards the end. Whenever he's like, you know, trying to reel in that book with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, there there's a lot of that that just seemed like, um, just in throughout the entire movie, just uh, exposition, just it's uh, happening. It's happening because it needs to happen to make this make sense. Right. So the I, the reason I wanted to bring it up is because the backstory behind that necklace, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, was that Sam found it in like a, a thrift store or like a pawn shop. And he looked at it and he was like, this is the ugliest fucking necklace I've ever seen. I want to put it in my movie. And oh. 
so he bought it and made it the gift that um ash gave to his girlfriend at the time linda yeah and uh, i assume he was just pleased as punch with himself for getting that ugly ass like necklace into his movie um and i think it, it even became kind of a an onset joke of how ugly that fucking thing was um, I mean, I, it, it was just a silver chain and a like, locket wasn't it it was a magnifying glass oh yeah made no sense there was nothing in it it was literally just a magnifying glass a tiny little magnifying glass on a chain and i want to say even all the way up to like ash versus evil dead they kept that thing they kept the oldsmobile too that car which is ash's car um that car his classic blue button down and brown pants and his i mean his double-barreled shotgun his chainsaw and that necklace would all follow throughout the entire like the franchise interesting um it was it was i don't know to me it always seemed like the absolute weirdest shit that would just stick and never go anywhere yeah um the necklace especially um and i mean obviously the necronomicon the book would follow through too because it's the main plot device for the entire movie and well for most of the movies and um the series yeah um but i i don't know i i watched all of evil dead the series ash versus evil dead and that show was was really good too i i enjoyed the hell out of that and i until i found out that um apparently like showtime had bought it or something um, uh I, no idea and, well so, so i think showtime ended up buying it out and then it ended up like I can't remember what what it was that caused it to finally end, but they they ended the series on a cliffhanger, and it's it to this day it bums me out so much because all I want to see is how Ash's story wraps up. Because I mean, by the time obviously thirty years later, Ash is an older guy in that series. He's got a little he's got a dad bod, like he's got a little bit of a gut, and he's not a young man anymore, but he's still kicking ass. Uh, I just wanted to see how they finally wrapped up his story, like put a nice bow on it and it was done. But um, the, the reason, the, the way they ended the whole series, it left it on a cliffhanger. So you never know how Ash's story actually ends. Oh. How would you like Ash's story to end? Uh, I don't know, man. Honestly, as much as I hate to say it, probably finally gets too old and just dies from deadites like i would i would like to see him kick ass until he's 80 or whatever and then like finally lock it away and seal it for good and be done and die peacefully but more likely than not it's it'd just be kind of that would kind of like the uh i don't know if you ever watched supernatural uh no not really i I gave that show like two or three chances but it just it it got to the point where i was like okay what villain demon monster whatever is it this week (laughs) yeah no that's fair um i i I would expect it to kind of go the supernatural route of things play out the way you would expect and he just he ends up getting too old too tired too broken down and eventually makes a fatal mistake that gets him killed that's that's pretty much what I would expect. I got you. But at least at least then it's the it's the final period on that long, very very long book for that character. You know. I got you. Um, even if they came back later and was like, "Here's Ash's kid. Oh, he's he's doing the same shit that he was like, just to obviously to milk the cash cow further." Yeah. Um, I would get that, but I just I I don't know. I just wanted a final end. To Ash's story. Well, you're never going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, you might. I mean, Reboots yeah. happen all the fucking time. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what I held out hope for, is that at some point they'll, they'll do it. But 
I think Bruce Campbell has finally come out and said that he's done. He's retired the character and he won't play it anymore. So I don't know, man. I mean, that that's a very common thing in Hollywood where people get like branded as one certain character. Oh then, yeah. You know, that's all people expect from them. Yeah, for sure. Kevin Conroy is expected to play Batman in any animated thing where he can voice him. Yeah. Um, Mark Hamill is expected to play Joker in anything voice acted for Joker or Luke Skywalker. Like, I mean, the first thing you think of when you look at Mark Hamill is probably either Joker or Skywalker. So, I mean, like, I get it. You get burnt out on it eventually, but I don't know. Um, but I don't know. I, I've always liked the movie. I think it's, I think it's flawed. It's, it shows its age, but I think it's a good one. Yeah. Well, any closing remarks, comments about your beloved film? Honestly, I would say anybody out there that loves horror, check it out. Um, obviously to preference, I want to go ahead and say, expect it to show its age expect it to show it was on a budget like don't go into it thinking like seven did thinking that it was going to be um the huge blockbuster event of 1981 because i mean it was but for today's standard it's not um but just i i do i do recommend people check it out if yeah. not if for nothing else than to check out the movies that would come after it um if, if you go to watch this after this episode because i know i've probably not you know made a big case for going to watch this movie uh just go go into it with an open mind um like like he said realize the age realize the budget whatever um try to enjoy it that's that's really all i got watch it with a group of people if nothing else you and a group of people can laugh at linda's line deliveries or scott being a dick you can you can find something that you can all have a good laugh at at yeah. some point i promise well on that note um well what are we doing what are we doing next episode uh god of war sure. we're finally yeah we're finally branching into video games so we're playing uh a game actually we're reviewing a game that the two of us has already played before because we're both big fans yeah. um we're going to choose the or it's seven's choice i know um so do you want to explain it um if you don't know what god of war is uh crawl out of the hole and go <laughs> watch it play it whatever um we're going to be not recovering the entire franchise but the latest playstation exclusive god of war where it's not greek but norse mythology um, yes yeah. oh it was a game that I played without playing any of the other God of Wars. And then I bought it, loved it. The game is like a movie. It's a masterpiece. There's like one or two instances where there's load screens. But this movie is from the perspective of, you know, obviously Kratos, but it's all kind of in one one shot. Like it's just very fluid. There's no... Uh, like I said, there's no load times. There's or I, there's definitely load times when you like go through like the Bifrost and all that. But like it, it's like gameplay goes straight in the cutscene. Cutscene goes straight in the gameplay. Mm -hmm. And it's it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. I, I love phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, <laughs> but it was so good that I went back and played all the other ones. So uh, check us out then. I promise to be much more excited about that topic. Oh yeah. Um. I'm yeah. I'm super excited just thinking about it because I if anybody listened to the Loki episode I'm huge on Norse mythology to begin with so I'm so excited to cover this one. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Mm -hmm. But um, all right, kids, whoever, both of you, both we'll of you, catch you next time. Uh, thanks for listening. Peace.